Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. If this is your first time listening or watching, thank you so much for coming on. I just recently started my YouTube channel, so it's been really fun to do recordings and I'm excited to do more with our interviewees and with my husband and friends so that you can watch along and have a cup of coffee while you listen. So today I am talking about something a little bit heavy, when friends become enemies. And I don't know about you, but the majority of the people that I am no longer friends with or that there may be still some strife happening, those people were once friends. And I find that that's typically the case, that people we love are the ones who can hurt us the worst, obviously. And sometimes some of the best friendships turn sour and people may show us their true colors or disappoint us or betray us. I have had some instances recently where I've just been really bummed by the way that two relationships have gone in my life. And I find that I like can't let it go. That although there's been a discussion, that although there's been some sort of reconciliation of just acknowledging, hey, we're in different seasons, we're different people, it's just not going to turn out how we thought that seeing those true colors and seeing those things come out have been really hard on me. Um, What I do as a job is not always the easiest. There are a lot of people who don't like what I do. They don't like that I'm out there and that I put myself out there. If you haven't heard my conversation with Quinn Kelly about comparison and jealousy, she's a Christian therapist and we talked all about this and I shared a lot of my personal struggles with comparison and jealousy and It was a really, really great conversation with some very practical and biblical advice. But yeah, it can be hard. And then there are just friendships that fall by the wayside and relationships that just don't turn out how you plan because you have very different intentions with the friendship or you have very different lifestyles. And there are friends that I know who struggle because they're in a different season of life. Maybe they don't have a baby and the other friends do have a baby and the other friends who do have the babies aren't giving them enough and they find themselves feeling like the friends don't care. And so There's just so much that can happen in friendship, right? And I strongly, strongly believe that relationships take intentionality. Relationships are not easy. Relationships need to be strongly worked on, but sometimes they don't go well. And so I want to talk about that. When friends become enemies or when friends become distant, in the struggles that I have faced recently, 
I found myself wanting to talk about it. I want to talk about it so much in hopes that it just goes away or that that person stops being the way that they're being and and comes and asks for forgiveness for what they've done. But I don't have control over that. And this whole teaching that I'm going to share, I guess not a teaching, but conversation that I'm about to have, I had in the shower with myself (laughs) and I literally grabbed my phone. Sorry if that's TMI. And I grabbed my phone and I just like talked into it. And that's pretty much what this entire thing is, is just what was so deeply on my heart that day because I found that I I was obsessing a little bit over the way that they had treated me and I was angry and I was feeling like this needs to be made right. People don't know that this person is like this. Like people need to know that this person is like this, but that's not my job. It's not my job to share that with the world because it's my experience and I need to deal with that with myself. But I'm the one suffering when I'm obsessing and the wrongdoing that's been done against me and the hurt that I feel when all I do is think about that and want it to be made right and want justice and fairness, I'm affecting not only my heart in that in the most negative way, but it's a trickle effect because gossip or complaining, whining, I call myself (laughs) a whiner in these moments because it's a harsher word and I don't want to be a whiner, that that is a trickle down effect and it affects the people around me who are having to hear me again and again and again and deal with this issue because I'm not dealing with it internally. I am, I'm trying to just get it out in hopes that if I say it enough, it's going to take the burden off of my shoulders. But that is a lie because what does gossip do? Even if you're not naming the name of the person, which I try to be cautious with, it still stokes that fire in your heart. And even if we aren't naming names, like I said, or giving specific details, the act of talking about it just really makes it worse because the people you talk to are usually on your side, right? And the people I've talked to have have really pointed me to Jesus, but they're also on my side and they're frustrated with me and they don't think that this is right and they want justice too. And so their response ignites my response and it just doesn't do anything productive. As much as they're trying to point me back to Jesus, that isn't really my goal, right? My goal is to share my side and to have them hear me. So what I realized, which is an obvious realization, but one that I had to come to, is that I just really need to talk to God. And this person who used to be a friend, I was praying for them. And it was really hard for me to get the words out (laughs) to pray for good for them because they had just said something that ate away at me. And, you know, it's really, really hard when someone won't acknowledge their wrongdoing because it isn't, it doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel just, but justice is mine, says the Lord. Let him deal with that. That is not ours to carry. And I felt God telling me in that moment, Lindsay, you need to pray for her, but you need to remember who she is. How you're handling this is not working. You need to change your prayer. It needs to go from a place of, Lord, help me get over what this person did to me and help me to want to bless them, help me to want to pray good things for them, to you need to pray about who she is and who you already know her to be. And if you're struggling with anger, pain, deep hurt, bitterness, jealousy, whatever it is, I 
believe that this has helped me immensely, which is why I want to share it with you because I've been praying it and gosh, it has wrecked me for the better. It has really boiled away, even though as I talk about it, like forgiveness is a daily occurrence sometimes. And as I even talk about it now, it's like, uh, uh, (laughs) it's not fair. Right. And the way that this was handled is not fair. And I have to go back here. I have to go back to this prayer that I'm going to share with you. I just want to preface this with, we approach this prayer with knowing that we're sinners. As Paul says in the Bible, we're the greatest sinners of all, right? And I see that in myself. I see that every day I sin constantly and I am prideful and I am selfish and I am stubborn and I try to lean on my own strength oftentimes. But in that, that helps me to see other people with eyes of grace and eyes of understanding And that I know that I've hurt others. I've hurt this girl. I've hurt other people unintentionally or intentionally sometimes. And we come to this prayer knowing that we are flawed and broken and messy and messed up and that we need a savior to redeem. If you aren't at that place, I would just pray that you ask God to come into your heart, that you repent of your sin, you acknowledge your wrongdoing because we have a savior who died on the cross for us and who rose again to show that eternal life is a real thing and that he calls us to that. And sometimes we think we're a good person, but then we can look at the 10 commandments and say, have I ever lied? Yeah. Well, then I'm a liar. (laughs) Have I ever stolen? I have. I'm a thief. Have I ever looked at anyone with lust? Then I'm an adulterer. Have I ever hated anyone? then I'm, according to the Bible, a murderer and all of these things, those are the standard that God has set for us so that we're not good people because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so in that, we acknowledge we need a savior and God has come down so that he can be that savior and he can show us who he is and he died on the cross to take our sins on. And so if you haven't come to that place and you struggle to forgive, a lot of the time that's because we haven't fully received or experienced God's forgiveness. And so I just encourage you um, to come to the table knowing that God accepts you as you are. He takes you as you are. You don't have to get your life together before you come to him. He will get you together for his glory. And so if you're not there, I just take some time. Start in the book of James. I love the book of James. Or read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, to understand who God is. And so I just want to begin with John 8, 7. It says, when they kept on questioning him, He straightened up and said to them, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And that is a good verse, you guys, (laughs) because we cannot throw stones and shame other people and accuse other people and say, well, if she wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't be gossiping about her because we have all sinned. And so if we are without sin, then we can throw the first stone. But We've all sinned. And so we shouldn't be throwing stones at people who are in sin. This prayer for me is, I've just called it the at the core prayer. Because what it comes down to is believing the best about a person and remembering the core of who that person was that you once knew because you were friends with them for a reason, right? And true colors may come out, but you did love them. You did love a piece of them before. And We are now fighting against who they have shown themselves to be because all that is is a sinner in need of grace, just like me and just like you. And so we saw the best in them for a while, but then something happened that twisted our minds and Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy and destroying friendships and destroying community and relationships that God has built is a key focus of his. 
we need to remember that we're not fighting against people, but against sin and the wars of the enemy and all of the dark things in the world. So this is my prayer. (laughs) We can be intentional to remember who they are in the most sacred moments as the two of you. So if you're thinking about this, I want you to think of this person that maybe you're struggling to forgive or maybe someone that you have forgiven, but their name kind of brings this tension into your heart and this frustration into your heart. And um, so this is my prayer. I know this has kind of been all over the place, but this is an all over the place situation for me where my mind just really struggles. And so I'm sharing specifically my prayer that maybe will help you. At her core, she is not malicious. At her core, she desires the best. At her core, she doesn't desire to hurt, but she has been very hurt. At her core, she doesn't desire to manipulate, but she has had people teach her to do so. At her core, she loves me, and at my core, I love her, but seasons change and that's okay. At her core, she is a sinner just like me, and you have forgiven me of so much. I don't dislike her. I dislike her sin, but Lord, you are in control of that sin. And as always, you are good. So I accept that this season is not mine and hers right now, but that you are doing a good work in both of our hearts. And for that, I am thankful because you love us too much to leave us the way that we are. And Isaiah 118 says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And if we are to remember the core of our friends who have now turned into enemies or people that we just don't talk to, and we go back to those moments and realize they are like scarlet, just like me. I am red. I am covered in filth and mistakes, but I have been made white as snow because of Jesus. And so have they if they know him. And if they don't know him, even more of a reason for us to pray for them and for their hearts and for their salvation with a pure motive and a pure heart, because that's everything, right? God sees our motives and our hearts, and we don't just say these things to say them. But I'm white as snow because of Jesus, not because of anything that I've done. And I know that this girl is white as snow because of Jesus, and therefore he's working on her. And it is not fair of me, and it is not it's a place of me not believing that Jesus is who he says he is. If I say that this person is the same person today as she was yesterday, because God said he is constantly working in our hearts, that we are made new. We're a new creation in him. And that's daily because right. He's sanctifying us daily. He's pruning us daily. And when we believe that he's actually doing those things, not only in my life, but in her life or in the girl's life that you're thinking of, or the man's life that you're thinking of, we can know that they're not the same person today as they were yesterday. And that is why we have to stop looking to Christians and we have to stop looking to the church and to people to set our standard of what Christianity is because we will be defeated if we do that. We will feel defeated. We will feel like nobody can live up to our expectations, which is true. Nobody can live up to our unrealistic expectations because we want the best for ourselves, right? We're very selfish people. And we want good for ourselves. And when friends don't give that to us, we're disappointed and we want to lash out and we want to make it known. But if we're looking at Christ and him crucified, we are seeing a God who loves us desperately in spite of ourselves. 
And Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. And Ezekiel 36.26 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, which is basically saying I will remove this hard heart from you and I will replace it with my heart. You guys, we have the spirit of God. If you are a believer, if you've asked Jesus to come into your life, you have the spirit of God. And the fruits of the spirit are what? Kindness, self-control, love. And with those things, we now, because we have the spirit within us, we can say, Lord, I already have this within me. I already have this power to forgive this girl or this man and to remember the core of who she is. And I want you to just fire that up in me, ignite that in me, replace this desire to see her name lit up because of what she's done with a desire to see success in her life. Lord, I pray for, and this is a prayer I've been praying, Lord, I pray for joy in her family. I pray that their prayers are answered and that you bless them because at the core of who she is, she loves you. And that is enough for me because she desires you. And for those who don't love you, Lord, again, even more reason that they would grow to know you and that I would be an example of grace and forgiveness and love because of who you have been to me. So replace my heart of stone with a heart of flesh. Help me to love, to be generous, to be kind to this person who has hurt me and to stop seeking justice because it's empty. It won't get me anywhere but angry and bitter. And so I just want to pray the same for you guys. And I want to encourage you to write it down. It really helped me to write that prayer down and to see kind of what are the lies I'm believing about her? What are the truths I'm believing about her? What has she shown me in her character? And how can I remember that those are sin? How can I remember I'm waging war against the enemy and not against her? And it just really helped to shift my focus. And so write it down. Whoever you're thinking about right now who's hurt you deeply, gravely, that you are angry at and doesn't deserve your forgiveness, right? You don't deserve forgiveness either. And don't forget that. You don't deserve God's forgiveness either. You've done nothing. And I don't know where the heck I'd be, you guys. (laughs) If I didn't have God's grace and forgiveness, I would be a hot mess express right now. Holy cow. But I am where I am because of God's grace and forgiveness. And I believe when we pour that forgiveness out onto others, they can do incredible things for the name of the Lord. And that is the purpose of our lives. So today, pray the prayer. At her core, she is not this, but she is this. At her core, she may struggle with this, but she is this. At her core, this may be something that she did to truly, gravely, deeply hurt me, he, she, but that is sin. And I recognize that as sin. And I love her anyway, because of who you are. And if that is a father figure for you, if that is a woman who has bashed your name publicly, been there, all of it, all of it, you guys, falls under this category of needing to be forgiven. But for the sake of your heart to think of this person as a sinner, that you hate their sin, you don't hate them, that they are broken in need of forgiveness and grace, just like us, it helps us to get to a place of peace in our own hearts and 
it helps us to live a life as a light of Christ who knows that things will turn out for good because of who he is, no matter what someone intended to do to harm you. And so at their core, they're a sinner, just like you, just like me. How can you love them today? How can you forgive them today? And how can you pour grace out onto their lives today? Love you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too, so don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.myestis. Love you guys.